Welcome to the Exarbon Mortgage Podcast, hosted by John Mortgage Major, powered by Verley. This is where we interview top mortgage, real estate professionals, industry insiders, operational managers, and thought leaders from around the nation, diving into hot current topics to help you experience your good life. Welcome back to the Exarbon Mortgage Podcast. I'm here with the one and only Jack Harvey. Thanks for coming on, man. Awesome. Happy to be here. Appreciate yeah. you having me over. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, we're going to cover a few few topics today. I definitely want to touch on your recent uh, move from Very brokerages. Move. Yes. And then, um, you know, some market conditions since you're a realtor and um, you have a lot of knowledge that you can you can drop, maybe some tidbits, you know, absolutely. as we move into the, the winter season. And then personal growth, which I know you're you're big on. I am as well, and um, yeah, mindset's a big big thing. So back to the transition, um, we are now, I mean, officially strategic partners. Tell us more. Absolutely. So uh, uh, my name is Jack Harvey. I work with uh, Meraki Realty Group. I'm an owner there, and we have a real estate team. We've sold uh, 25 to 35 million consecutively for years on end. Team of just three of us. Um, That's a big number, everyone. Just if you're, you're curious, it's all right. It's, it's not bad. Um, it, you know, we've definitely had our bumps and bruises along the way to get to where we are now. Um, it's been a really fun ride. We all love real estate. You know, it's a really rewarding business getting to help people realize their dreams and see people into the homes that, you know, they actually want versus kind of what they explained to you at the beginning, which Mm -hmm. can be really fun. Just kind of dissecting, getting into that. And then kind of showing them, you know, your value as a realtor and more importantly, how their life is going to be better by the decisions that you're helping them make. So that is a really fun part of the process or on the sales side of the process. Right. You know, oftentimes we get a a seller who um, may or may not know what to do to get their home to sell. They normally are wanting to do too much in the wrong direction, spend money on mulch and landscaping, Mm -hmm. you know, versus maybe painting some shutters or doing some simple things that add a lot of value or change the complete look of their house. So it's really fun to like dissect all those kind of things. And then to get to do all of those things with a group of guys um, who are like-minded and it's not because we don't want any women on our team. That's just how it's been so far. Sure. But uh, I've got a couple of guys, Byron Thompson, Eric Carraher, um, who also just are absolute killers in the game that I get to bounce ideas off of. And so, you know, when we were, deciding which brokerage we wanted to go to, we actually were considering opening our own. Um, and Jeff uh, Cohn and Paul Richardson had opened this operation here with you, and we were kind of watching from a distance. And we were just watching things kind of lay out and where things were going. And, you know, first it was the, the cool office, and then slowly top agents were trickling over here. But more importantly, the agents that were coming here were increasing their business. And so we were watching this and we were just like, wow, like there's something, something is happening over there. Something different is happening at KW Elite that you're not seeing at other brokerages around the city, right? Because oftentimes even a top agent will move to another brokerage and they'll either stay stagnant or they'll lose business. And it's normally one or the other. Not often are you seeing people double their business, right? Um, so, you know, we were inspired by people like Nick Weens and uh, Marie Bartlett, who I know you had on the show earlier. Um, just a couple different agents that we had a high level of respect for that actually increased their business, became better agents for moving over here. Um, we're really utilizing like a lot of the different systems and technologies here. So it just, it 
kind of became the clear answer that if you wanted to build your business and actually give your clients the best possible service, that this was the place to be. So Love those, it. yeah, those I would say were like the main reasons in the move over here. That's um, cool. Yeah. Well, and you know, and change is difficult, you know, making that decision and then acting on it um, just says a lot about, you know, what you guys were looking to accomplish. You're ready to level up and, um, you know, being around like-minded people, whether it be directly on your team or in, you know, the same brokerage or strategic partnerships, uh, it's just like anything when you're around it more, it's like, wow, you know, they're, they're telling me their trade secrets right now. Like, yeah, they care about my success too. And it's not a matter of competition. It's a matter of just being the best version of yourself. Absolutely. And I mean, there is a lot of great agents at the brokerage that I came from. Tons of great agents. And there were many that were willing to share their ideas. Um, but here it just, it feels a little different. You know, uh, another person I'd like to point out is Ben Mathis. He was a huge um, portion of our decision making and coming over here and just talking with him and the energy he felt and the relationships that he was building since he moved here and the guiding that was coming along with it, you know. You, you are only as good as how much you're willing to grow personally, how much you're willing to be coached and those kind of things. And we'll get into some of that personal growth stuff later. But um, we really saw that, you know, the Keller Williams mission before even being KW Elite as being one of the best out there. You know, it was a personal growth mission followed up with real estate sales, right? So it was trying to better people in general. And then you have, you know, Paul Richardson, You've got Jeff Cohn over here on this side of things, and they're trying to combine the newest technology and really taking what today's real estate looks like and combining what today's sales look like, which are more happening online, right? They're starting, people are starting their searches online. And so they're really taking that capture of how does this look? What does the final product look like at the end? You're not going to find a KW Elite agent who's listing a property with cell phone pictures. You're not going to find a KW Elite agent with you know, under 36 career transactions that doesn't have to go through the CAPS program here mm -hmm. so that at the end when they come out of that CAPS program, you know, and while they're in that program, they're giving the top level service and they're getting to continue their business in that way. And there's a, a lot of brokerages around town that they just want as many agents as possible. And they don't care if you sell a couple of houses, if you sell multiple houses, but like one of the big pitches that were given to us that really hit at home with us is that here, they're focused on how many units and how quality that those units are per agent. And it really shows when you have an average of 11 units per agent, 11 homes, for some of you that may not be in the real estate industry, we call them units sometimes, but 11 sales, right, per agent, which you have a lot of new agents that are going to bring that number down. So the fact that a smaller company, more like a startup the way that this is, is actually the highest, one of the highest, if not the highest in the state, you know, beating down what were the number ones for those kinds of numbers and their numbers are going down and these numbers are going up. You just, you got to say why, right? Mm -hmm. And that was really what happened with us is that we looked at KW Lee, we looked at EXP, um, we looked at, you know, who the top growing brokerages were in the country, not just the state of Nebraska. And we wanted to associate with the best of the best. And really we have the opportunity here to get in at the ground floor. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, extremely valid, valid points. And, you know, when you invest yourself in an environment where there is training and support and systems, I mean, because you go off to your own brokerage, you're, you're having to, you know, create your own wheel in a sense. 
Absolutely. And in this game, you're really reinventing the wheel when you're starting at, at square one, you know. Um, perfect example is some of the teams that have moved over here. You know, you've got DVG Realty is over here. Um, obviously, Jeff and Omaha's Real Estate Real Omaha's Real Estate Group, right? Mm-hmm. Elite Real Estate Group that then became this. Well, he disassembled his team and then truly started a brokerage. But he didn't have to start from square one either because he has all the KW uh, tools to start from. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's like you're miles ahead of going out there and garnering these marketing relationships, doing this, you know, setting up the Verleys, having a a studio such as this one that we're in right now, that's ready to go. Right. So rather than just starting completely from scratch, you already have a massive leg up on the market. Yeah, you really do. And uh, (laughs) 2021 cutting edge technology matters. You need to get, you touched on it. Consumer direct. I mean, we Zillow, is not going away. Realtor.com, all these players online, you know, so, I mean, how are you getting in front of them? Well, you got to utilize the services around you. Correct. Yeah. I mean, I think the statistic is that uh, 90%, it's 90 or above of the home searches start on a mobile device on the internet, right? And it's going to start through either a realtor's website it's going to start through a Zillow, right? Used to be a Trulia or mm-hmm. Truly, but they, t- they took over that. Yeah. And then, um, like, uh, you know, another place is realtor.com. It's starting in all these places. And then you've got companies like Zillow that attempted to become a brokerage, attempted yep. to become a house flipper, and it didn't work. They were very good at the search side of things, but they tried to get into the business that re- really they had no business being in and getting in it from a profit first standpoint which realtors who are successful in this business for year over year over year, you have to maintain a certain quality in this game, right? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, people find out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it becomes very clear, you know, who's actually doing the work and who's actually just there to collect a paycheck. Yep, especially in a big, small town. In a big, small town like this. Yeah, word travels very, very quickly. And so you really want to stand behind your work. And that was another, like, huge point here at KW Elite. Um you know, is that you can't use your own photography. And I was like, that has always been a rule on our team at Meraki. When we had eight agents, there were no cell phone pictures allowed. How would you feel if your nest egg relied on the person that you hired with an expectation that they were going to give you a professional service and they did shoddy work? (laughs) Well, it's an extension of your work. Which right. in turn now they're talking to you about. Correct. Right. And they may not know any better and they might be sitting there and saying like, why is my house not selling? Well, your first showing doesn't happen when somebody walks into your house. The first showing happens online. So the first time somebody's actually going to walk through your house with these high def pictures is actually online. And then after they go and look at the house in person, they're going to go back online if they like it. And then they're going to really study it. Mm-hmm. They're going to really get involved and really study it. And so one of the things that Meraki has always been majorly focused on is that we show up to every one of our photo appointments. We stage the houses ahead of the photo appointments. If by chance one of us can't be at that photo appointment to make sure that the little tiny things, right, the fireplace is on or the toilet lid is closed. Right, details matter. The, the blinds are open properly, you know, and then the, there's more major things as well and moving things around, but... Um, you know, just those little tiny minor things. If you go take a house, go take a picture right now of your living room and close the blinds, turn off the lights and tell me how that picture turns out, (laughs) you know, 
And then you're going to sit here and tell me that you're a professional helping somebody sell their house and you didn't even open their windows and you took a picture with your cell phone and oh, well, you know, yeah, it's like, and why did they have to do a price drop? Well, you didn't know how to present it for their biggest asset. Right. And that's just one minor small thing of it. But then now you become that agent that other agents know that they can walk over because they know that you don't care about the transaction. And so it's that quality control is just so hugely essential in this game. Yeah. It's so nice to be surrounded by people who care so deeply about the quality. Mm-hmm. They care so deeply about how the transaction feels to the client at the end that they want to just make sure like, you know, it's so refreshing to hear administrative staff at this company that they're just like, we do everything for you. You just hand it over and we're going to do everything for you the way that you want it done and offer the highest level of service. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I'm used to doing all that kind of stuff. And they're like, no, 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 it's okay. Yeah, you focus on what you do best. We know what you do, and we can tailor this to how you do it, but we want you to actually just be able to focus on making the right phone calls and not be on the phone with a camera person or not be on the phone with this person. And so it's very cool and very like eye-opening to what real estate is going to look like in the future um, in terms of where agents' role is really going to be in it because we should be negotiating. We should be making contacts. We should be following up. You know, all of those things. Right. And an advisor role. An advisor role. And is your brokerage helping you to accomplish those things? Or are they just collecting a check from you, the agent, and letting you figure all of those right. things out? Yeah. So it's it's just it's great. I love it. Yeah. So it's been well, very, I'm excited for you. Yeah, it's been awesome already, the move. Um, you know, we're getting to learn the the systems here and we're excited to implement them into our program and just really excited to see what happens with our clients and how this experience just changes them from an individual basis, you know? Definitely, definitely. And, um, yeah, I mean, right now, I mean, 2021 is coming to an end here within right. reason. Um, 2022 is fast approaching as far as getting your business plan in, Absolutely. in order. Well, the real estate year actually ended two days ago. November 15th, because average closing is 45 days. Yep. That being said, it's over. 2021, you might get lucky. You know, somebody might say, hey, I want to close in uh, 15, 20 days, right? But you got yeah. Thanksgiving, you've got Christmas holidays and pushing and closing. I mean, you know what tightens that's like on the up. lender. Yeah, it tightens things up. So f- for the most part, as a realtor, your year's done. Now it's focusing on 2022. Yep. The market's going to get hot again come January. Yep. Right. And so it's like after that first week after New Year's, everyone's like back from their trips and ready to get back on board with uh, we need a bigger house, honey, or it's time to downsize. We got way too much space we're not using. And so, you know, the market has its natural ebbs and flows. Yep. The cyclical nature of it. Right. And then multiply that by what's been going on with the pandemic. It's just it's been wild watching Omaha um, talking about market conditions. Yeah. Do you think appreciation slows down in Omaha anytime soon? I think it has slowed down. I think uh, it started... Stabilized. Yeah, Yeah. it's stabilized. Um, I wouldn't say decreasing yet. And if you do see numbers decreasing on the market, it's not actually because home prices are falling. It's because people aren't getting away with astronomical prices without the proper home behind it. Yeah. The buyers have gotten smarter, right? Um, The buyers aren't going to say... I'll pay whatever it takes to get a house 
they're going to say, well, why is this price this way? Right. Cause they're used to how high the prices have been and now they want to know the information as to why. Mm-hmm. And they have a little bit more time cause there's not as much competition for that same home. Exactly. Exactly. So it's, it's been really refreshing cause I've been able to call, contact some of my buyers that, you know, were having a tougher time getting their offers through, um, earlier this year and let them know that, Hey, closing costs are getting covered again. Um, you know, there's down payment assistant out there, assistance happening again. There's all these different items that are happening again, that there's a good chance that those items will be gone again in spring. Maybe, maybe not. We had DR Horton move here, which is a national home builder, Mm -hmm. uh, as you know. Um, so that's kind of changing the game as well as other national home builders start looking to Omaha as a place to grow. We are continually hitting top 10 lists in terms of being like top places to move fastest growth. You know, Blackstone, I think, was like number one for um, best like urban area to move to. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, on a recent poll. Nice. And Papillion's always ranking number one consistently as like one of the top small towns in America. And it's just like outside the metro. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so, there's a lot of great pockets. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a fantastic time to be here. We're not limited by mountains to one side. We don't have an ocean on one side. Our growth is almost limitless. It feels like, you know, we can go north, we can go south, we can yeah. go west. Um, you know, it's it's pretty exciting time to be alive here. It's it's really fun, actually. And it I'm really is. Well, and as as we both know, I mean, with our cell phone, I mean, you have every piece of information you could ever imagine at your fingertips. Right. It's just a matter of actually, like, doing the research. Oh, absolutely. And being curious of how you can potentially tweak things just a little bit more or you know, it, it's, it's cool. We're, we're definitely, we're fortunate. We're very fortunate. Um, and I'm excited to see kind of how next year plays out. Cause when we, let's go back two years, right? We had the, uh, the major flood happen in Omaha, you know, that wasn't a nationwide thing that happened, Yeah. but it slowed down the economy here. Right. Um, people were thinking about, you know, what it, do I have enough supplies at my house? You know, they weren't thinking about, well, we should move. They're thinking about their neighbors or people down the way. You know, Omaha kind of became an island during that time. It was a major flood. It was a national um, disaster, you know. Um, Makes people think, just like with COVID. Yeah. You know, it's like, what's most important to to me? Quite literally, one year later, you know, you talk about the 2019 flood, 2020 COVID, right? One year, February to February. Yeah. It was like, boom. So it was like the market kind of tightened up after the flood and we were kind of more moved into like an emergency response mode as a state. And we kind of said, you know what, everything else is going to just kind of take a step for a second. And we're just going to focus on all this flooding that we're dealing with. And then we start breathing again, come fall. And we missed the spring market. The hot spring market got totally sideswiped by all that. Right. And so then that spring market got, gets sideswiped. And then a bunch of people say, Hey, you know what? We're going to stay in our houses or the people who were in the flood say we need to move to higher ground now. And so then they end up moving back into Omaha from some of the valley and like smaller areas and they move back into Omaha and then they decrease the amount of available homes. Right. Mm -hmm. And this is coming from a seller's market already ahead of this, but it's not so hard. So then now we increase, we decrease the amount of homes available and increase the amount of buyers just from within the state alone. Mm -hmm. Right. And then now you're going to multiply that effect by the pandemic where I don't want to get too political, but people are screaming and running from places like New York, yeah. Minnesota, California, and literally just trying to get here as soon as possible, making offers on homes. I can't tell you how many buyers I've had 
that have uh, made offers either on my listings or through me, and they're doing it either uh, via video tour or just looking at photos alone without a video tour because they don't want to miss out on the house. And when they're moving here from the from the coast, they're buying these houses here cash, right? Mm-hmm. And they're just like, you know what? I was paying $3,500 a month to rent a one-bedroom condo in uh, New York, and I can pay $3,500 with a 20% down loan, right? And these are just estimated yeah, numbers. Like no brainer. And get a $700,000 house. Like what? Yeah, you know. So it, it's pretty amazing. Or they're selling their million-dollar condo and then finding out what a million dollars gets them here. It's like Omaha becomes very attractive. Yeah, and it does. Know? And, you know, it's just like anything when you're accustomed to living here your whole life, you kind of take it for granted. But then you start seeing more and more people that are even just buying rentals here. Yeah. And it's like, wait a minute, what am I, what am I missing here? You're right. It just shows like we're in a market that is strong, very strong it's a, and yeah. will continue to be strong. Yeah. In I my mean, opinion. It, it's, it's exciting um, for a lot of reasons. I mean, the, co- the companies that are moving here, we were all worried about ConAgra. It's so funny because I feel like ConAgra is like such a thing of the past now. Nobody even thinks about it anymore. Kind of like the flood and kind of like COVID will be a year from now. Mm-hmm. I said it now today. Yeah. Historically, November 17th. This two shall pass. One year ago <laughs> or one year from now, it's gone. Right. Mm-hmm. And so. New problems then. Yeah, it's, it's the new problems. But the thing with Omaha is that we're in our own little place here. Right. We are where the food source comes from. We Electricity, we have that production close by. It's not a big deal as, as it is in like a place like Arizona, California, where they're all sharing with other states, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we produce a lot of our own goods here. We don't, we're not as reliant, right? Yeah, self-sustainable. We're a lot more self-sustainable, and we're not, we don't live off of another major city nearby, right? So it's like Denver doesn't affect us. Chicago doesn't affect us. Kansas City doesn't affect us. Des Moines definitely doesn't affect us. Yeah. And so we're like our own little like unit. And it's like no matter what happens in the real estate markets in those places, it doesn't affect us here. Right. Um, it's like the checks and balances system here is like more powerful. Like you look at like what happened in 2008 and it didn't hit Omaha until really 2011. And when it was hitting places like Denver by 10 to 20 percent, it was hitting us by like six or seven. Yeah. And then rebounded within two years. Took them five years. We rebounded in two, right? That's the advantage of things coming to us a little bit slower. Yeah. Well, we get to see it coming, right? To react. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really cool. And as as a Brazilian American, also like I'm half Brazilian, half American. So I've gotten to go down to Brazil and really see what true poverty looks like compared to American poverty. Not to say that their poverty doesn't exist here, but but it's 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 a different level. Yeah. Poverty in America, you can still have a car. You can still have a TV at your house. You know, you still get air conditioning. Um, those things don't exist when you look at poverty in Brazil. And so it's it's interesting just in Nebraska, it's harder to live at a lower place because our weather is so bad that you can't survive here. Yeah. And so it just makes such a hardy people. Like, I just feel like the people here, like, even when I lived in California, um, my friends sometimes would call me Nebraska. And they'd say, oh, car broke down. Call Nebraska, you know. He's probably got jumpers. He probably knows how to change a tire. And I'm like, how do you guys, like, survive for 20 years of your life and not know how to change a tire? But, like, in Nebraska, you blow out your tire before AAA and all this stuff. 15 years ago, you're screwed. You got to know how to change your tire, you know. 
Um, so it's just, it's cool. I'm very appreciative to be from Omaha and to move away from Omaha and to get the worldwide experiences that I've had that just make me just appreciate this place way more. I feel like our architecture is very modern compared to other cities. We're a lot cleaner. It's clean. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't worry as much about like dropping something on the ground and then wanting to pick it back up or making the decision to have to throw it away. Like Mm -hmm. I did in California, you know, I'd be like, is that really worth keeping those germs with me or cleaning that off just to pick it back up? Um, you know, I'm, ex- I'm just excited at the moves that we're making. We're putting a lot of money back into our roads right now. We're building schools at such a fast yeah, pace. Solid infrastructure. Yeah. I'm in very excited there. Yeah. Well, let's, um, let's segment over to uh, personal growth. I know you talked about it. Um, you know, obviously being a, a big piece as you guys made the decision to, to move brokerages to KW elite. Um, what are some things you've been focusing on from a personal growth standpoint? Um, that's allowed you to be where you're at and, you know, kind of take you on the path you want to go? Well, I, I, I want to start with, uh, I'm not anywhere yet. <laughs> um, I have not arrived. Yep. I don't think that I ever will arrive. I love that. Um, you know, the reality of personal growth is that you have to fall in love with the process and not with the result. And if you fall in love with the result and all you think about is the result, you actually never get it. And maybe you'll see it for a second, you know, Maybe you'll hit those six pack apps mm-hmm. or whatever that, what you're looking for. It's on a shiny, a, yeah. Right. It's like this shiny, shiny light, object. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm going to be confident. I'm going to be a great public speaker. I, I want to do this. I want to do that. But it's like, if you don't fall in love with the process of being uncomfortable and speaking in a situation like this, which I'll let you know that I would have turned down this interview a few years ago. And I'm a very confident person, but I didn't like the idea of being in front of a microphone or a camera. Right. I didn't like the idea of standing up in front of a company and speaking. And so then I, the greatest tool we have is the internet. It's all out there, folks. Like get on YouTube. You can learn all these things. Books. It's all the classic things like personal growth is such a beautiful thing when you start to think about it. Um, It's changed my life in so many ways. I mean, the, the journey started with, uh, you know, obviously wanting to better myself, Mm -hmm. but it really has taught me about, just the love of being able to help others. Cause I actually learned some of my greatest lessons when I teach the things that I've learned to other people. That's been probably the strongest thing or like repeat that I've learned my greatest lessons through personal growth. When I've taught the lessons I've learned to other people, it's not actually when I get the lesson and I say that clicked, yep. that's not when the actual growth portion happens. I've realized the growth actually happens when I meet somebody on the street and they're having a problem and I ran into that problem and I got, I was able to overcome that problem. Mm-hmm. Right. And I have these problems all the time and sometimes they reappear in my life. Yeah. That's why I said this is never ending. And then I say, Hey, have you ever thought about it like this? And the person goes, Whoa, like that would change everything. I think I'm going to try that. And then I run into that person and again. And you see the light go off in their yeah, head. Yeah. see the light go off in their head. And then I run into that person again and they're like, Hey man, I just got to thank you for what you did for me there. Right. And it's interesting because then I hear about how it affects their life. And then I'm reminded how it was when it affected mine. And sometimes I get away from these things and then that brings me like right back into it. And so it's like That's powerful. Yeah. I mean, personal growth, you know, I can give you a recommendation for my favorite book. Please do. Um, it's a Brian Tracy book. Uh, the Psychology of New Achievement by Brian Tracy. Ooh, I haven't read that one or listened it is, to it. Brian Tracy has a lot of good books. He does. Um, for those of you listening, it's he he's a Carnegie guy. 
right? Um, Dale Carnegie. Dale yeah. Carnegie. You know, he's in that whole publication. A lot of good self-help books coming out of that crew. And he's one of the better ones um, that that's written over there. I've listened to several of them. But Brian Tracy, um, he breaks down a lot of things. And he breaks down one thing that's really changed the game for me, especially over the last few years, is uh, the whole notion. And, and Keller Williams talks about this, about uh, what you can conceive you can't achieve. Is that how you say it right? Sounds right. Well, you can conceive See, and believe, believe you can, you can achieve. achieve. And I've always, I heard that, you know, several different times throughout my life, right? Like you're not going to be able to figure out unless you can, unless you know in your head, you can figure out like those who do, um, let's see here. Those who think they can and those who think they can't are both usually right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. And so anytime someone starts a conversation with me and they say, well, and I know they want to do something, but they say, oh, I don't think I can public speak. I've never been good at it. And they're expecting me to sit there and try to hold them up. You know what my response is, John? <laughs> what is it, Jack? No, you probably can't. And they're like, what? And I'm like, no, no, I mean, you've decided in your mind that you can't, so there's no way that you'll be able to. But it's true. just as easily as if you just it's flip that decision believe. right now and decide that you can, you probably will be able to. Yeah. Because what like, you focus on right. manifests. Manifests, absolutely. So my personal growth journey um, has really been just soaking up as much as I can. And then once I've soaked it up, teaching it to others. Yeah. And then once I've taught it to someone else, then I feel like I have a little bit better of an understanding of what it is that I learned. And that's when I start to really grasp the concept and really input it into my own life. Mm -hmm. So I hope that when I teach it to someone else, that they teach it to someone else yeah. or that they Google search it or that they throw it in their YouTube. Right. And they really look in and dive in and find out why, yep. you know? Um, so I think personal growth is the strongest investment you can make in yourself. Period. Uh, Warren Buffett talks about it all the time. Right. And uh, tons of successful people talk about it all the time and they say, well, what, why, um, you know, I can become a better speaker, but my paycheck isn't going to get any higher. Actually, it is. I could become a better uh, debater. You know, I could become a better this. You should pick the one thing that you're the least good at. For me, was public speaking was one of my just major fears, right? You pick the one thing that you're terrible at, and then you just tackle it. Just go after it, right? Face your fear. Yeah, you just face your fear. And how do you do it? You just take baby steps but yeah. just quit turning down opportunities like this you know somebody invites you to speak you speak um don't overthink it don't overthink it because we i mean it's human nature it's human nature but just being aware of those moments it's like john you know it's like yeah you know the alarm goes off at 4 15 absolutely you, know, you have that opportunity to to snooze and snooze again and not get up um but don't be a bee don't yeah, a B that's, I. that's what the kids too. It's like we have to. Yeah. Well, it's tough it too. Cause then when you're, when you're a parent, right. Yeah. And then you get all these extra curveballs. So now you finally got yourself in a good rhythm of waking up at four fifteen. which congratulations. I'm not on that. 4 yeah, I'm not, club. yeah. It's congratulations <laughs> to you on that. Um, <laughs> Thank that's you. Pretty it's impressive. still a battle. It's I bet it battle. is. Um, but yeah, then, then you throw on a kid with a cold. Oh, right. Yeah. Or a kid that doesn't sleep last night. The excuses you, you can mount up real quick. Oh, my gosh. And it's so easy. And, uh, well, I was going to go to the gym this morning, but uh, my mom called me and 
she had to tell me about this, this, and this, and then I just didn't have any time to go anymore. And you realize quickly that, you know, most people are going to make time to watch a TV show the day that it comes out more than they will make that same time to go to the gym. Yeah. You know, and it's really not a matter of how much time you have because we all have the same amount of time, but it's just how you prioritize your time. And it's really easy to prioritize your time incorrectly if you base your values on what society tells you to do because you don't realize that capitalism is the one that is society <laughs> and it's actually a company that is making sure that you purchase candy on Halloween. It is actually not a tradition that is an American tradition that makes us hand out candy on Halloween. It was actually by the candy companies. I love handing out candy on Halloween. <laughs> I know. I'm just so saying, funny though. I fall into some of these things myself. Yeah. And I thought breakfast was the most important meal of the day. And I was told recently, it's the worst. It used, like I mean, intermittent fasting. I'm be, not you know, a health like, person. Geez. But I'll tell you, since cutting breakfast out of my life, and I did it in college because I was poor, mm -hmm. because I, I didn't have any money in college, so breakfast wasn't a thing. I actually, for uh, about two years straight, I just ate a, tw uh, a foot long from Subway. <laughs> and I would cut it into about two to three meals. Yeah. And I would literally eat it for lunch, and then I would eat a little piece right before dinner, and then I eat a little piece like around after dinner time, right? And just like hold myself through with a foot long Subway, $5 foot long. Mm -hmm. And I literally lived on $5 of food every day for college for about two years. And my brother came and visited me and was like, you got to stop this. <laughs> you were consistent. Though. Yeah, I was consistent. But it's like, uh, you know, you're going to, the personal growth mission first starts with the decision in your brain of am I, am I worth it to myself? Yeah. Right. And I believe strongly that some people don't know their own value and is how much they're worth. But the first time they realize that they're worth it to themselves and the first time they actually appreciate themselves and love themselves. Here's a Brian Tracy. He says, wake up in the morning and say, I love myself. Mm -hmm. And me and uh, my fiance, Allie, we jokingly do this all the time. <laughs> What's funny is that we're jokingly doing it, but we're also doing it because we know that it actually does work, right? You're feeding but the mind. How can you love someone else unless you love yourself? Yeah. Right? And if you can't accept yourself, you can't forget about yourself and focus on others. You have to be able to forgive yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, we've all done things that we're not proud of. You know, it's, I, I can't think of a single person walking the earth that hasn't made a mistake that they wish they couldn't take back. And some of us live with those mistakes and some of us live on those mistakes and we just try to become perfectionist to may overcome it. We try to, you know, help as many people as possible because we were mean to our brother growing up or right. this, it's that, like or how the many other. band-aids can I put Yeah, on how it? many things can I, how can I show people that this isn't who I really am and I'm this person now, right? But honestly, the relationship you have with yourself, it all starts right here. It's a me versus me type thing, Right. And there is no other competition out there. It's not you versus public speaking. It's you versus the version of you that couldn't public speak. Yeah. It's not you versus your bank account. It's you versus the you that couldn't save money. Right? And so everybody keeps thinking it's me against the banks. And that's why I can't get a loan. Right? It's me it's against victim. my boss. And that's why I can't get a raise at work. Right? Become a little bit better every you day. You become a little, 1% is all yeah. it takes. James Clear. Um, it just takes 1%. It's so small. And you can just start by making your bed tomorrow, right? And I don't always make my bed. I'll tell you that right now. I don't either. Right? 
But you know, when you do, you're creating a little more momentum. But when I do, I, I have a little extra momentum. Yeah. And the thing that other people, they, they see successful people out there because I know because I've been not successful, I've been successful. I've had it all crushed. I've been not successful again. I can't tell you how many times this has happened throughout my life. I've been very pleased with myself and very excited about what's going on in the world. And then I've literally had the, the rug pulled out from under me, right? Yep. And then I start at square one and then I go back up and I start at square one. And like the, you know, they always talk about how people's bounce back is more important than like the rise, mm -hmm. right? How they, t how they handle that bounce back. Um, it starts with you. The bounce back doesn't happen because somebody gave you a job. A title is just a title. CEO, president, the real title or the real thing that matters is how you feel about you which in turn how you feel about other people because when you love yourself you can love other people right i mean that's it's good stuff yeah really good stuff so if you're out there and you're listening to this don't lose sight of that i mean that yeah, like literally don't at its core don't shoot for perfection yeah perfection is a moving target right so like if you didn't make your bed tomorrow I'm not mad at you. John's not mad at no. you. You don't need to be mad at you. Let it go, right? <laughs> Short memory. But just just keep aiming for those things. Just yeah. know what to do and what not to do. It's like the whole like... Um, just keep shooting that ball. It's, it's like the whole overweight doctor thing, right? Like you're going to take health advice from an overweight doctor. No, go on YouTube right now and find somebody fit who's living the lifestyle you want to live if that's one of your goals and model what they do. You want to be a top salesperson? Yeah. Go online and find a top salesperson. It's all free. People think, oh, I had to pay this. I had to take this course. I had to do this. No, you didn't. You had to pick up a book. You had to read some scripts. You had to learn this, practice this. Right? Put in the work. Absolutely. And if you're in real estate in the city of Omaha, I want to put this out there right now. Call me. Call Jack. Call me. My phone number is 402-681-1716. Can you repeat that one more time for him, Jack? 402-681-1716. And when I say call me, I mean call me about anything. If you need a contractor, I'm here to help you. I'm not going to try to recruit you over to KW Elite. Honestly, you might not be the best fit for this brokerage. This is not the brokerage for everyone. And I don't mean that in a mean way. But if you only want to sell one or two houses and be a part-time agent, they got a lot of room in other brokerages for that. You're not going to be allowed over here. But even though you're only selling one or two houses a year, I want to make sure you're doing the best job for your clients. So call me and I'll give you free advice. I have no problem helping you out. That's one, one area of expertise that I can say that you can call me about. Personal growth is another one. I'd love to make book recommendations. Um, I'm still growing in every other part of my life. So, and I'm always still growing in those two parts, but those are two that I've focused, I've gotten my 10,000 hours on. You know what I mean? I love it, Jack. It's contagious too. Yeah. You know, all you have to do is pick up the phone. P-U-T-P, <laughs> Jack's got your back. Pick up the phone. And I'm, <laughs> I'm here to help you guys. Honestly, like um, my life is better by every life that I can help. And I truly believe that, um, you know, the world is headed in the right direction. I really do. Everybody makes fun of millennials. You know, millennials are a bunch of hippies oh, that don't yeah. want to work, this, that, or the other. Well, that's because we watched the previous generation burn out and abuse themselves and other yep. people. So we figured out that working 80 hours a week probably isn't the way that we want to do things. No. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that because I know that my four hours can be worth someone else's 12 hours if my four hours is focused and theirs is scattered. So just because you're at work doesn't mean you're working, right? So Just because you're at work 
doesn't mean it's working. Doesn't mean it's working. Right. And so, you know, you got to start keeping track of these things. I'm, I could go on about this stuff forever, John. I know we could be here for hours, for hours, hours you know? on in. Tell but me, then what's, Dana, <laughs> I, I got a question for you. Yeah. What, what is your biggest breakthrough moment in personal development in the last few years? Breakthrough moment. You know, I mean, <laughs> going back to your like at this number 402 was when I reached out and did the research and found the ones out there that had already done billions of dollars and they're giving their story yeah. for free of charge. These are the steps you take to this type of success. Correct. And then you see, you just start chipping away. And when you're getting 1% better a day, waking up a little bit earlier, drinking your water, working out, you're getting your mind and body moving and momentum. Learning Beautiful every thing. Day. Exactly. Learning and educating yourself on different ways. It's amazing what can happen. And there is no competition. The there competition isn't. is yourself. That's the thing. It's like, I'm proud of you for waking up at 415, but that's not the competition I'm having right now. Yeah. You know? And that's that's the beautiful thing about yeah. it. Yeah. Is you create your own absolutely. roadmap. You completely create it, and it's it's guided to you, and your value is solely based on how much you help other people. Yeah. That's where your value comes from. And the better that's we can be, the more we're able to help correct. others. You could be making $50,000 a year or $20,000 a year or $200,000 a year. But the amount of people that you affect on a daily basis increases your value tenfold because yep. that person who's making $20,000 a year may never have to pay for a meal in their life because people are paying for it for them because of how much value they're providing. And you never know about those kind of things that are happening in the background, right? right? Or that person who's doing that all of a sudden works their way up and now they're the owner of the company because of just how much value they provided and they didn't really care about the paycheck. Yep. You know, and it's, it's if, paying it forward too. If people just you start believe in your cause. Exactly. People just start focusing on how they can better themselves first. Right. The, uh, people ask me all the time, like, um, Jack, you're so thin and you're so much more confident than you were when I met you years ago. Like what changed? What's, what's different? And I say me. Yeah. Like I changed. Like you see a picture two years ago. Yeah. And that's not who you are now. Absolutely. Because you've continued to learn and yeah. And I'm not saying, like I said, I, I haven't arrived. I'm nowhere yeah. close, you know. Um, I'm still learning to be the father that I need to be on a daily basis. I, th I think you can relate to that. It's the toughest job. It's the toughest job. <laughs> yeah. You get a, you, you, when you become a parent, you, you quit judging parents. Amen to that. You're like, oh, this is how it works. <laughs> right? It um, will test your patience. It will test your patience. And you could be the best pastor. You could be the best basketball player, but that doesn't make you the best dad. Nope. That's a whole different job. And it's like, once again, are you competing against the dad down the street who is coaching four different teams? Or are you just there for your kid when he needs you? And is either of you right or wrong? You know? Yeah. The most important thing, honestly, is that both people in this scenario are doing what? making sure that they're able to help. Right. And that's really what it all comes down to. It does. So. A lot of, a lot of nuggets here today, boys yeah. and girls. Um, man, I mean, watch it over again. I mean, so many uh, so many life lessons. And Jack, can't thank you enough for coming on. I'm So honored. excited for your future. Um, you know, it is. It's all about leveling up and believing in yourself because you can. And uh, reach out to Jack. Um, he, reach he out means to me. Well. 
Go go on you YouTube. Do what you can. Yeah. Use the free university of YouTube. YouTube. I would take YouTube over any book out there. Um, the book at some point is going to become dated. It's all free. All of it. Yep. Go find a coach. That's another huge one. Mm. I think you hit on that earlier. Yep. Gosh, I, I, if I could leave one thing with everybody in here, it's that nobody does it alone. There's nobody. I don't. Uh, Bezos, you want to look at the wealthiest people in the world. You want to look at the best athletes in the world. Michael Phelps, he, he swam by himself on the shoulders of every coach who taught him how yep. to stroke. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, yeah, go together. Go together. Absolutely. So find somebody like-minded like you. Bring them up. Go with them. Get it done. I mean, gosh, it's just so exciting to see what humans are going to be doing Seriously. next year. Like, I'm so excited at exciting the possibilities. Times. Absolutely. We're just getting started. Jack, we're going we're gonna to do this again. Thanks again Thank for coming you, on. Thank you, sir.